For ladies from across the world We have come just to give a word Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fighting queens, oh that's the This is your girl, Divine, and you are listening to Edifying Queens, where we share a vision to effectively interpret the truth in the Word of God in a relatable way that is not only relevant to today's culture, but unquestionably crucial to surviving as a follower of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time listening, I am one of four lovely voices you will hear, and each week, you will have the pleasure of experiencing different views as this is a multi-managed show. So sit back, relax, and take in the rich word of God. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Edifying Queens. I am your host, Divine, And this episode is titled Reimaged. And we'll be going over some scriptures um, concerning what re-imaging looks like for the believer. So if you would join me in just a quick prayer here, Father God, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you so much for this evening. We thank you so much for this night, God. We thank you for everything that you have provided for us, Lord, to make it this far, God. We thank you for the ways that you have made out of no way. Lord, we are your people and we're humbling ourselves. We're seeking your face and we're turning from our wicked ways so that you, Lord, may hear from heaven and heal our land. God, we are seeking you to be pleased with all of our actions in everything that we do, Lord. So help us tonight, Lord. To be able to receive from you, God. Help me tonight, Lord, to be able to hear from your Holy Spirit what you would have your people to know, learn, and eat on today. In Jesus' holy and precious matchless name we pray. Amen. So, um, today we're going to be talking about re-imaging. Um... Reimaging is usually used when referring to the resetting of your operating system on your PC. Um, according to Google, the operating system is removed and then freshly reinstalled. That's what reimaging is. This is accompanied by the loss of all of the old software previously installed. Um, it's um, suggested for your computer that you create a backup or um, something to save your important files on because once it's gone, it's gone. So that's basically the definition of re-imaging as far as technology is concerned. So we're going to be looking at some scripture and we're going to go over what re-imaging is as far as Christ is concerned. So we're going to be in Ephesians 4 verses uh, 1 through 32, which is the whole chapter. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. 
and then Romans chapter 8 verses 27 through 29. So some questions I want you to ponder as we are talking about this is, does your daily love walk reflect Jesus? Does it look like Jesus? Have you been re-imaged? What areas are you slacking in? Are you reading your word at least two times a day? Do you frequently discuss um, God's plan for your life? Are you frequently seeking his face on a daily basis or even a weekly basis on what he would have you to do? It is important for us as believers to make sure that we always have the Father's will ahead of our own. And that includes daily pruning, daily picking up the cross daily. Like the the scriptures say daily bread for a reason. He has to be our daily bread. We have to be eating on Jesus. We have to be eating on this word every single day for it to be completely and totally effective. God doesn't ask us to do anything that is not good for us. So these things are important to recognize and realize in our daily lives. So the first scripture, Ephesians uh, 4, chapter 4. And like I said, I'm going to read the entire chapter because it was amazing. And I don't want to oversaturate y'all. So I kept it short in Romans, but you know, Romans eight is my jam y'all like for real Romans eight gets to the nitty gritty and I get way too live. <laughs> well, I won't say too live. I get extremely hype reading Romans eight. Like the last time I was reading the Romans eight, I was reading it with um, Jay nice and we were on 10 together. Like just about it okay because God is good like he really is he is good like he's amazing so we'll be um oh my bible didn't trick me lord have mercy we're gonna be in Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4 and I'm reading the new King James version And it reads, verse one, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness, gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, in Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were all, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So this is important. I wanted to make sure that we got this first piece because it's important that we understand that we are all on the same team. Um, 
as believers, we we have to be accountable to each other and we have a responsibility not only to each other, but to the world to love as Jesus would love. If we're going to be his eyes, his ears, and his mouthpiece, his hands to move on this planet, we have to understand that we are one and that we are on the same team. One of the things that my beloved pastor used to point out was that never in the Bible do you see um, Satan and his demon cronies ever on different pages. They are always on the same page. If Satan understands the power in unity and greater is he that lives in me, you and I, what kind of mountains do you think we could move if we all get on one page? That's why the scripture says, if my people who are called by my name, it doesn't say if, if my person, like, even though the Bible does say the prayers of a righteous man or woman availeth much, um, it, it does a lot, you know, but it doesn't say in that scripture that it, it'll heal the land. What heals the land is when God's people come together. So we have to be on one accord, just like the scripture is saying. So I'm going to pick back up in verse seven. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascends on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Verse nine. Now this we ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. This is Jesus. Verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So that right there is talking about how we have different gifts and things like that, but we are all doing, we're all fighting the same fight. For the equipping, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edification, edifying of the body of Christ, Till we come till, excuse me, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love. This is important. May grow up. Grow up in all things into him who is the head. Christ. It says that. That's what your Bible says. Christ. 16. For 
whom from excuse me from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies so we need every joint we need every joint according to the effective working by which every part does its share everybody's got to do their part causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love it says the edifying of itself because we're supposed to edify each other we're all one body and we're supposed to edify each other verse 17 this i say therefore and testify in the lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the gentiles walk in the futility futility excuse me of their mind having their understanding darkened being alienated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them they weren't trying to receive it so they couldn't receive it because of the blindness of their heart that's that's the key y'all the blindness of their heart they didn't want to see it there are going to be people that don't want to see it verse 19 who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. That's talking about the Gentiles. That's people who are not believers. Verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Here it is right here. That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, verse 25, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. So be, why are you angry? Don't sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Don't let him have a seat in your home, in your office, in your car, in your marriage. Nor give place to the devil. Verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Amen. So we're talking about what the new man looks like, what being re-imaged is looking like. It's looking like no corrupt word proceeding out of our mouth. It's looking like being angry but not sinning. It's looking like speaking the truth and not lying. It's looking like letting go of bitterness, wrath, anger, and calamity and evil speaking. It's looking like us being kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ at even as God has forgiven us in Christ Jesus. So this is what re-imaging is looking like. So when you're the question comes up, what does your love walk look like? Does it look like Jesus? Does it look like these things that we have read? Just something to think about. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That is pretty plain. That is pretty plain. Even in Ephesians, it told us we got to grow up. We got to grow up. We got to put some things away from us. We have to be re-imaged. We have to reset our operating system in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our operating system, the way we operate right now has to be reset to look like what Christ looks like. Because ultimately, he is who we want to look like. So we're going to read Romans 8, 27 through 29. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. Selah, think about that one. I'm going to read that again. Now he who searches the heart, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So this is important right here. This is a little nugget for you. Jesus is not only interceding for you. He's not interceding for it to go your way. He's interceding for it to go according to the will of God. Amen. Verse 28. And we know mm -hmm, that all things mm -hmm, work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed, <laughs> to be re-imaged, mm -hmm. 
to be conformed to the image of his son. We got to look like his son. Amen. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Glory to God. We have to look like. We need to be conformed to the image of Christ. We have to go through uh what Pastor Williams calls metamorpho. We have to go through the change. You know, the caterpillar, when it's a caterpillar, it goes into the, the cocoon. And then when it's in the cocoon, it goes through the metamorpho and it's changing into a butterfly. We have to be re-imaged. We have to change the way that we operate. If we are not operating in love according to how God would have us to operate, then we are doing it wrong, friends. We are doing it wrong. Um, to testify. <laughs> God told me that I needed to get rid of some things because I'm going places. I'm, I'm going higher in him. For one, I got baptized again. I've been baptized before, but I got baptized again um, about two Sundays ago. And I can feel the old me shedding because there's there's things where whilst I don't go where I used to go when people used to clap at me, I don't clap back. You know, that's not something I had to die from. But there's some other stuff that I had to die to. There's some you know, some thoughts that I had to die to. So like, even though I didn't clap back, um, I had some thoughts like, okay, mm, this is what you're doing. This how, mm, this how I feel. Like sometimes the old man tries to resurrect itself and, and make a comeback, but you have to make sure that you have a freshly reinstalled this, Bible, the word of God, his will for your life. It needs to be reinstalled freshly inside of you. That means, friends, we have to abide by the word of God and we have to read. We need to study his word day and night. We need to be meditating on it. Psalms um, chapter 111, excuse me, 119. 119 and 15. We're going to go there. 119 and 15. Because we're talking about meditating on God's word. Because if you don't download these things. Then when you get hit in the face. You don't have nothing to hit back with. Because you ain't been feeding your spirit man. Your spirit man weak. So when the enemy comes. Because... There's a spiritual realm and there's this natural realm. And my um my troop was just telling me um he's interested in, you know, science and things of that nature and he was telling me how they had just discovered uh basically another realm where um something was existing in two different dimensions. And he was like that's so cool and I was like it is cool. It is amazing to me how God allows us to allows us by way of science to figure out some things. It has it is already written. There is nothing new under the sun. He has already told us that there is a 
there are spiritual principalities that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual, these principalities of the uh, dark, the darkness and the dark world and things of that nature. We're, we're wrestling against Satan and his demon cronies on a daily basis. So it's not a it's not a surprise that there is another dimension because God has already made mention of it. We're wrestling in the spiritual realm. And if you haven't been getting fit, I don't know if you know anybody that wrestles, but if you know anybody that fights, if you don't know how to fight and somebody runs up on you, you're going to be looking real toe up from the flow up. You're going to get swept as they would call it where I, where I grew up. You're going to get swept. You're not going to be able to, uh, you're not going to win if you are not prepared. So we have to exercise. Jay Knight's put it. You have to exercise your spiritual muscle. I want to say purify says something of the same. Maybe it was purify. Excuse me. She said we have to exercise that spiritual muscle in one of her recent episodes where she was talking about getting in line with the it and everything like that. Like you have to exercise that spiritual muscle. We have to get fit. We have to study to show ourselves approved. We can't be out here losing because God don't lose. He wins everything. Amen. So Psalm chapter 119 verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Glory to God. Verse 16 says, I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Are you letting God's words fall to the floor? Are you forgetting his words? I'm going to just let you sit on that. You think about that. You let the spirit try that one for you. And then let's move over to verse 97. Same chapter. Oh, how I love your law. This is David talking to our God. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. Don't you want to be smarter than the people that don't like you? Don't you want to be smarter than Satan? For they are Ever with me, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. See, the beauty about God is that when you gain an understanding and a revelation about who He is through His Word, then you become you, you can definitely surpass your teachers. Those that may teach you in some areas because God is the provider of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Verse 100, I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. God, God is timeless. He's had this thing on lock for a long time, friend. Verse 101, I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments for you yourself have taught me. Isn't it good to be taught by the Lord? He's so good to us. How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. 
Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. When you get a taste of something real, I'm one of those people that I can't stand to be fake. I'm to the point where, and God is dealing with me on this. Like I can't stand, I can't even look at you with a straight face. If you being fake with me, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. We're going to either have to, we're going to have to hash this thing out. We got to, we got to quarrel. We got to work it out right now. We got to do something about it right now. And sometimes when I'm not in the spirit to handle things, I have to remove myself. I have to consult the Holy Spirit because I don't want to not, I don't want to consult and do things out of, out of spite. I don't want to be angry and sin. I can be angry, but I want to sin not. Amen. We just read it in the book. So just aligning ourselves with God's word, hating every false way, anything that's not true. People gossiping around you, go somewhere else. Don't listen to that mess. Separate yourself. Be re-image. Amen. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Verse 106, I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. Amen. Glory to God for his holy word. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now for your holy teaching. I thank you for your holy word that gives us direction, that your word is a light to our feet, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Lord. Direct us in all ways, Lord. In all of our ways, let us acknowledge you in everything that we do, keeping you on the forefront of our mind, our thoughts, and our conversation. May we be re-imaged, conformed to the image of your Son. God, we thank you that we even are allowed the privilege To almost look like him. God, we thank you for the opportunity to to learn about you. And to be able to teach others with our living. And God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every soul on the line right now, Lord. We thank you that you are making intercession for us right now. And we thank you that we belong to you. May this word help us. Edify us and help us to reevaluate and align our priorities with your will and your way and your word. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. If you are listening right now and something said has moved you to want to know Jesus in a personal way and you would like to start your relationship with him right now, Repeat this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I thank you, Father, that I am now saved according to your holy word in Romans 10.9. Romans 10.9 in the New Kings James Version says, That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 reassures us by saying, 
for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us and share your testimony, comments, or thoughts about the show. Or if you need a little advice or prayer, email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. That's eqlovesjesus, all one word, at gmail.com. Please join us here next week to hear how God is moving in the life of another one of your edifying sisters in Christ. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to communing with you here next week. I am your host, Divine, and have a wonderful morning, evening, or night. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.